0: Good evening. We're going to talk tonight about <coughs> A couple different in and hopefully they'll tie together. I think the title this year had to do with Lag Boimer, if I remember correctly. But we're going to try to tie together the month of Iyar, tonight Pesach Sheini, and then Lag Boimah. Let's begin with the month of Iyar. month of Iyar... It's an interesting month. A lot of good things happened to Klai Yisrael in the month of Iyar. Few of them being the Mon began to fall in the month of Iyar. In the Midbar, the Be'er Shalmiriam began in the month of Iyar. For this reason, the... Svarim say that the month of Iyar is a month that has the school of Rafua in it, whether well, it means um, that um, different medicines and cures will work better during this month, and different types of ideas of Rafua. And it's related to the man. Chazal tell us that the man was food that uh, had no waste to it. So it was fully for the beneficial to the person. Everything in it was used for the person and for their health. Many sicknesses or illnesses or different types of things come as a result of the food we eat and how it affects our bodies. And therefore the... Um, The Svarim say that in this month when the month began to fall the school of this month of having food that doesn't affect a person in a bad way remains. And therefore that's why it's a month of a school for refuah. Again, that's what I mean. Perhaps it means that the food that we eat won't affect us as bad as it usually does. And or if someone needs a refuah, so then medicines and things like that will help in the month of Iyar more than other months. Some of them, the first in the Shem Sefer says, Iyar, Aleph, Yud, Reish, if you only have one Yud, is Rashi Tevas, Ani Hashem Reifecha. Ani Hashem Reifecha. So it's the month, Mesugal, um, for Rufua. Other things happened in the month of Iyar, besides Fezach Shein, in Lag Boimer, Shlameh began building the like Beit HaMikdush in the month of Iyar, B'Chaytash Ziv, the Pasuk says in Malachim, that, that's the second, Ziv, the, the shining month, which is, which is the month of Iyar at the same time in this wonderful month of Iyar we have something that we're still suffering from until today and that is in the month of Iyar was Melchemeth right. right. Amalek and Sivan was Matan but before they came to our Sinai on Sivan the end of Parashas Bishalach was <laughs> <is laughs> Melchemeth <laughs> Amalek Melchemeth <laughs> Amalek was something detrimental to Klai Yisrael Something that we suffer from, Hashem's Kisei will not be complete. He still fights against Amalek and we still struggle with Amalek until Mashiach is going to come. Mashiach comes and eradicates the Ra from this world, Amalek being the epitome of Ra. We're still going to suffer from Amalek. Kalal Yisrael came out of Mitzrayim Anahai they were trembling from hearing it says, We all know Rashi tells us that the mashal of a boiling hot bath and someone jumps in and even though he scalds himself, but he cools it off. And that was Amalek. We were the boiling hot bath, the entire world was trembling from Kla Yisrael Trembling. And Amalek came and jumped in. No, we're not invincible. People could fight against Kalah Yisrael, it's not the biggest deal in the world. And they got scolded! We won! By Yahweh Shehoshua He weakened them! They got killed! We won the war! But the effect of what they tried to do remained. And this awe that the world had for Kalah Yisrael now had been cooled off and dampened. So in this wonderful month of Iyar, and all the schools that to come with it. And everything that happened, yet there's a sort of like this black mark on Ear. This black mark being Mohammed Amalek. And this struggle between Krayishal and Amalek Ra continues, like we said, until Mashiach's gonna come. Hashem's name and Hashem's kisei, his case, is not Shalem. Is not going to be complete until we get rid of Amalek. How do we put these two things together? How do we put these two in Yarm together? Where does Amalek fit into the month of Eor? So the Mavashim says follows The Mazel of the month of Eor is the shah, the axe. Now, what's so special about the axe? The axe, Hazal tell us, is Melech Shabbat Behemoth. The king amongst the domesticated animals, Bahamas are domesticated animals, is the ox. The ox is the biggest, he's the strongest. Melucha belongs to the ox. The problem with the royalty of the ox is that no one really could appreciate it, and it itself can't really actualize its royalty. Why? because there's another melech in the world that doesn't allow it to be the melech and that's the melech Shabbat the king of the wild animals the king of the jungle, who's that? Dari, the lion the lion does not allow the shar to act as royalty the lion is constantly chasing the shar you're the royalty? no, I am and he chases him and Chazal tell us that the Shar is a nirdaf, always being pursued. The raidek, right the pursuer, is the avi, is the lion. And the Shar is the nearduff. Shar ay chasevayev, ki yivale, the Passogonistrix parsha. Hashem says, you want to bring a carbun to me? Shar ay You bring an axe, you bring a sheep, you bring a goat. But the first one we list is the Shar. And the magic in this week's parasha tells us, Rav Huna, I'm sorry, Zesha Omar HaKosuf, on this pasuk, Shorech Hasevoyez, we could bring another pasuk that has to do with it, a pasuk in Kayeles, Volekim Yivakesh Es Nirdah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu seeks out, and he helps One who is being pursued. Rav Huna b'shem Rav Yosef Amr. Rav Huna said, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is eventually going to take revenge and punish the rightfim, those who pursue, for pursuing others. (imitation) Yisrael nirdafim mipnei haakum. Kala Yisrael... We're always being chased, pursued, hounded. HaKadosh Baruch, who one day is going to, with Tzvayah to take revenge for us. Says Rabbi Yehuda, Afshar Nirdaf Mifnei The Shor is also always being chased. And therefore, Umarak, and not only the shore. we'll focus on the shore, but Kasev, the sheep, is chased from the wolf, and the goat is chased from the leopard, says the Madrash. You want to connect with me, says the Rabbi Nishalaylam? You want to bring a carbon that connects you with me? I only want one type of carbon? A carbon that symbolizes Klaus Yisrael. I don't want a lion, and I don't want a wolf, and I don't want a leopard because they are roidfin. Right they chase others. I want the dolphin. I want the underdog. I want the one that's being pursued. Shor <laughs> echesav because that's who Kla Yisrael is. Kla Yisrael are being near nirdof, being nirdofin by the umaysoilam. You want to connect? Bring something that symbolizes you, and that's how you connect with me. You bring a carbon that's a nirdof. Klal Yisrael is the Melech in the world. We are Malchus. We are the Malchus of the world. We're the Amanivkar. But do we look like royalty to the world? Are we able to act like royalty? We cannot. Why? Because we're just like the Shar. We may be the Melech, but in this world, in Eilam there's something that's right of us and doesn't allow us to act like royalty and that's the Umay so in this month of Iyar Symbolized by the shahr, if we want to put a pasuk to define what the month of year is all about, v'alikim well, yivakesh asnirdaf. HaKadosh Baruch baruchu takes care of the underdogs The Rabbi Mishalaylam is looking to help those who are being pursued. And that's the school of the month of year. And in this month, when we're talking about Kala Yisrael, being the Melech, and yet not able to act like the Melech, rather as the Nirdaf, it's very appropriate that Amalek who symbolizes the right thing, the those who chase Klai Yisrael, not only in a physical sense, but in a spiritual sense as well, the Zayah HaKadosh tells us that when Moshe, when Klai Yisrael fought against Amalek, the war was being fought on two fronts. You know, Yeshua fought, fought the war in Isla Maazar. Eh? and Moshe Rabbeinu fought the war in Shamayim because Amalek was fighting against us from all fronts not just physically in this world in Shamayim they wanted to get rid of us they did not want Matam to happen Kriyas Yamsif came Klai Yisrael on a high Amalek is very unhappy about this and they will do everything in their disposable Ba'ilam and the Olam Yainim to destroy Klai Yisrael and weaken Klai Yisrael so Amalek is the symbol of Klai Yisro being hounded and chased physically and spiritually. And that's the Ummah They're the paradigm. That was the first. That was the beginning. Of course there was Mitzrayim. But after we came out of Mitzrayim as Klai Yisrael for the first time as a nation, Amalek was the first and therefore in the month of Iyar it's not so much that we're looking at Amalek starting up with us we're looking at ourselves as being the underdogs. We're seeing ourselves in the month of Iyar as being those who are being near Daphim. And that is who we are in this world. And that's why Mohammed Amalek took place in the month of Iyar. Not because the month of Iyar is a bad month that the fear of Kala Yisrael was cooled off, but rather focusing on Kala Yisrael being near Duffin, and that's who we are until Mashiach is going to come, and we'll be on top of the world. So why is then Iyar such a wonderful month? Why are there so many schools For that very reason. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a soft spark of in his heart for someone who is a near Duff someone who realizes that they are helpless someone who realizes that they are being pursued whether it's in health in yanim whether it's in shiduchim, whether it's in Parnassa, whatever it is whether it's with technology with all the etzaharas that we have if a person stops for a moment and feels and thinks to himself and says I have nowhere to turn wherever I go I'm being chased I'm a nirda and then translates that into a connection to the rabbi Nisholeilam, a tzvila to the rabbi Nisholeilam. Rabbi Nisholeilam, I can't do it myself. Well lekim yevakesh is ha that tzvila, as a nirdaf, goes straight up to the Rabbina Shalai and it activates all the schoolists of the month of the year. The <speaking in> is Manis Be'er is Parnosa, etc., etc. Schoolists in the month of the year are stronger. A person can tap into them, but how do you activate it? How do you tap into these schoolists? <speaking> in <Hebrew> you have to think for a moment, and you have to think to yourself, What's going on in my life? What's happening to me? I have nowhere to turn. Of course I have to make a ishtagless. It's not a stira. I have to make a Yishtabas. But at the end of the day I know that I can't do it by myself. It's too hard. That's what Klai Yisrael says in this month and every individual can tap into that. And if you translate that into a tvi'la to the Rabbi Yisholaylam, a real tvi'la to the Rabbi that will activate the schools of the month of Iyam. Now we move on to Pesach Sheyam. Pesach Shaini. What's Pesach Shaini all about? So Pesach Shaini, we know, that Klal Yisrael in the first year after Yitziyus Mitzrayim, Parshas Balayischa, Hakadosh Baruch Hu tells Kla Yisrael that they should make they should be makir of a carbon pasach. Carbon pasach was only brought twice in the 40 years in the midbar: the first year and the last year. It was really and those were like a ha'iro it was a one time thing. Really, carbon pasach was only, the tziboi was for in Eretz Yisrael. So Parashat's Baalah it says that the Rabbi Neshalalim told Kla Yisrael that they should bring a carbon pasach on the 14th day of Nisan, and they did. And there were some people, Anashim, don't say who they are, who were Tamei One who is Tamei cannot bring a carbon pasach. So they came to Moshe and Aaron, and Rashi tells us, they came to the Bismajish. Moshe and Aaron are sitting in the Bismajish, and these people come in, They preface their story, and they say, or their request, and they say, we are Tommy. Why are we excluded why are we excluded From bringing the carbon pasach Together with the rest of Kla Yisrael I mean why are you excluded What do you want You said you're Tame Can't bring a carbon. Now more than that It's not just that they were Tame Who were these people so there's different opinions in Chazal. Some say it were those who were carrying Shel Yosef, who were carrying the bones of Yosef. Yosef may Ka'is, shall swear and promise they're going to take out his bones. They were doing a mitzvah. And they became Tameh through a mitzvah. So, for sure, so what do you want now? You're doing a mitzvah, you became Tameh, so you popped her and finished. Lamani Gara. you weren't excluded. You did something else. Or another opinion it was, Mishal and El from Pasha Shmini, Nazav and Aviu, we put up the Mishkan, Nazav and Aviu bring an H Zara, and they're killed. My tells Mishal and El their cousins, take them out and bury them, a mes mitzvah. So, they were Tame Salama nigara. What's wrong? So some of Arshim say that it bothered them that because of one mitzvah they were excluded from another mitzvah. Usually we say mitzvah Geraris mitzvah. So they maybe felt their mitzvah was lacking. It bothered them. Why does one mitzvah instead of leading us to another exclude us from another? But the question that begs to be asked, and all the mafarshim ask this question, if you open a mikros kedilos, almost every mafarsh on the page says, What did they want from Moshe Rabbeinu? A Talmud person can't bring a karban. Do you have an etza? There's, there's nothing to do. What are you coming for? Lama nigara, why were we excluded? What do you want us to do? What's Moshe Rabbeinu supposed to answer to them? There's no parsha. What did they want? And all the b'farshim asked "What did they want?" So I thought perhaps you could say as follows: There's a very famous briskerav on the medrash that tells us, "Havan is chak Pare said to his advisors, "We got to figure out an etza for the uh, Jewish problem here." So we all know, Pare had three advisors. He had Yisroy, Bilam, and Elif. And each one of them had an opinion when it came to this Eitzah of killing the Jewish baby boys. Yisroy, Chazal tell us, Borach. He didn't want to be involved, and he fled and he went to Midjam. Chazal us He was Paris from Paris' biggest advisors. He was a rich person. He was on top of the world. And he gave it all up because it didn't sit well with him that you could just go and start killing out a nation like that. So he fled. And he went to Mijan. And Midian Kenagamida, he was Zaycha, the Bnei Bonav, will be in the Lishkas they became Jews, etc., etc. He was Zayche to Nitzchias. He gave up Gashmias. He gave up royalty in this world because... He shouldn't destroy Kla Yisrael. See, was not only his son-in-law was Mashira, but grandchildren and so on and so forth were on the son Bilam he was part of it. He was part of the plan. He wanted to kill Kla Yisrael. Mid the later on, in Parshish Matthes over there, in the Machamis Mijan, Kla Yisrael killed him, but and Bar Hargu Becharev, they killed him. Okay, that's also Mid the but then we have Eoiv. What did Eoiv do? So I'll tell us, Eoiv Shosak. Eiv wasn't sure what to say there. He wasn't such a uh, gavra, so to speak. He wasn't big enough to protest or to run away. But he wasn't going to be involved, so he kept quiet. So what happened to him? So Eoiv, as we know from Sefer Eoiv, had a life of Yisurim. So Biskarov asked, what's the meaning of Kanagarida? He was quiet, so he got a life of Yisurim. Where's the Mida Kanagamida there? So he said to Britschorov, he said that how, if something really bothers you, if something really hurts you, you will cry out, even if you're crying, does not help anything. When it pains you, you cry. What does crying accomplish? Nothing. What's accomplish? Someone could fix something because you crutch and cry? No. But crying is an indication that something's hurting you. He was quiet. How could you be quiet when you have a king who is scheming to kill out a nation? Every baby boy that's born should be killed. How could you do that? How could you be quiet? You can only be quiet if it's not really bothering you deep down in your heart. You can make cheshvayness and say, okay, what am I going to gain by saying anything? That's all wonderful. But that's a cheshvayness in trying to gain something. But that's an indication as well that it's not really hurting you very much. If you're able to make calculated cheshvayness and decisions based on that, should I, should I not, you should just be crying out from pain. Iev obviously wasn't pain too much. Because when you're in pain, you cry out. Says the Rabbani Shemidah K'negen You're going to find out what it means to cry from pain. Well, you're going to see when you're in pain, you cry. And you obviously weren't really in pain. So could be... That when we look at our parshah and we want to know what did they want, they really didn't want anything. They came and they cried to Moshe Rabbeinu, L'mani gara, not because they had any etza or they were really looking for any etza. But it pained them so much that they could not be part of this great mitzvah of Karban Pesach that they came to cry not because the crying is going to accomplish anything but to show their Hishtaikus, their desire and their pain in not being part of the mitzvah they came and they said Lama Nigara, we couldn't be part of this mitzvah they cried out Because when it's painful, and when it hurts you, and you really, really are bothered, you cry out whether it's going to accomplish anything or not. So this is an indication of who they were. They weren't some people. They weren't people who were looking for a way out because they were Talmud and or were happy And they weren't people who were coming with a shikotair of why they should be part of the Karvan Pesach. They did not have any Eitzah for themselves. But they cried anyways. Why? Because it pained them deeply to be part of this mitzvah. Not to be part of this mitzvah. And the and the Chiddushi Arim, and others—they all say that it was their desire, their deep desire—to be part of the mitzvah that Hakadosh Baruch Hu reciprocated and then gave Klay a new mitzvah, Pesach Sheni. The person's tame—they couldn't do Pesach Rishon a month later. And Yudalid Iyar, a person could make could bring a makeup carbon a Pesach Sheni. Where did that mitzvah come from? It was a mitzvah that was created, or better yet, brought down to this world, by people who cried out, Lama Nigara, we want to do this mitzvah. Or we can take it a step further. Reftadik Akayin Miladwin, in his Sefer, Preetadik, he also touches on this, and he says, the same idea as all the other svarim say, that it was the desire for the mitzvah, that HaKadosh Baruch reciprocated and gave them Pesach Shaini, but he adds in one Nikuda, that I didn't see anyone else add it. And he says, What happened after they said, Laman Gara? Rav stand, the Ashman I will hear my Yitzah V'Hashem What Hashem tells you? And Hashem said the, the, uh, the Mitzvah of Pesach Shaini. Says Reb Tzadik HaKoyin, Imdu. what does it mean to stand? So you stand, sit, kneel, or what Indu means. Amida, throughout the Torah, is a lotion of tefillah. Says Jeb Tzadik HaKayen, told them, What are you here to do? To crutch? Yes, you're here to crutch. You're here to cry out. That you can't be part of this mitzvah. And you have no etzah for yourselves. And you're just here to express your pain. But I have an etzah for you, says Moshe Rabbeinu. Take that pain. Take that desire. Take that Lama Nigara, Imdu and Davin to the Rabbin Transfer it into Tzvila. Channel it into a connection to the Rabbin Don't just sit here and be pained. Davin. And through your Hishtaikikus, through your desire, and through your tzvila, see what you could accomplish. And what did they accomplish, says your tzavik? The new mitzvah of Pesach Shaini. It wasn't just the desire. It wasn't just the pain. It was the pain and the desire that was then channeled into tzvila <coughs> that brought this new mitzvah. And that's the yant of the Pesach Shaini, says of Tzadik and I'll read you his The Chayn Haya. And that's what happened. Kipa Lu B'Tzvilasam. Through their Tzvila, not through their Hishtaikikus Hishtaykikos, hishtaykikos tra- transferred into a Tzvila, his chadshus hadin. They accomplished a new halacha, and this teaches us. And the, what's the what's the halacha? The halacha of Pesach Sheni. Hameramez that it teaches us. Ki yestik volochol nephesh mi Yisrael. There's always hope for any person in Klal Yisrael. Afilu le'tamei. He's tamei. B'shahayah b'derek rechayka. The other thing the Pasuk says, a person was far away from Yerushalayim couldn't bring the carbon on Pesach. And that's why he missed it. He was on the road. And even if it wasn't that he had enough time to make it to Yerushalayim, he it. He didn't come. He's not interested. And then Pesach Sheini comes along. She's This person distanced himself from Tidusha. But if he wants a second chance, he's able to get that second chance. And that, says Tzadik, is the remez of Pesach Shaini. That there's never a point that a person is out. You could be a Tameh, far away from Kedusha. You could be Bidarech Rechaikah, Bimeizid. But the Rebbeinah Shalom says, there's always a second chance. There's always a Pesach Shaini. A person could look around, and as tummy as they are, as far as they are, as troubled as they are, they could say to the Rabbi Shalom, I want a second chance. And there's no way for me to do it myself. And I'm pained by it. Lama gara. But I want to connect with you, Rabbi Shalom, And you dive into the Rabbi Shalom, And then, When HaKadosh Baruch who hears that Ishtay kikus, that desire to connect with Him, and it doesn't have to be the Lama Nigara. It doesn't have to be that pain. When a person wants to connect with the Rabbi Nishalayim, channels it into a tzvila to the Rabbi Nishalam and says, Hashem, I'm so far and I'm helpless, but I want to connect with you, Pesach Shaini kicks in. The Rabbi Nishalem says, I'm always here. Not only am I always here with open arms in Pesach shaini, but we keep you back as a If you realize you're a nirdov, Akadosh Baruch says, I'll even help you. That's the school of Pesach Shaini, that's the school of the month of Iyar. Recognizing that we want to connect with the Rabbi Nishalelam. Having a desire to connect with the Rabbi Nishalelam. Maybe even be able to say Lama Nigara, when we miss, miss a mitzvah. Because it really hurts when we couldn't do a mitzvah. Patr, chayiv, whatever it is, it doesn't make a difference. These people weren't chayiv in the mitzvah either. Connecting with the Rabbi Shalom through Tzvilah. And that activates all the schools of the month of And if that's true, then we can now go on and move on to Lag Because Lag it's also an interesting yantif. Why do we celebrate Lag Man? So, there's different reasons. But one of the reasons has to do with the Avelus of Sfira. Why do we have Avelus during Sfira? Because as we know, 24,000 Talmudim of Rabbi Akiva died in this short period of time. Think about it for a moment. 24,000 Talmudim, it's a pretty big yeshiva. Put together a couple of yeshivas now. Lakewood has, I don't know, a couple thousand. Mir has a couple thousand. But there are all the yeshivas in the world. All the yeshivas. I don't know, maybe only 24,000. Maybe. there will be close up there. So there's one yeshiva, the yeshiva of Rebekiva. Kiva. Kiva, who always died learning at the age of 40, learned for 40 years. He was 80. And his yeshiva of 24,000 Talmudim in 33 days died. 33 days. Divide 24,000 by 33, and you'll get 720 something and change. 720 something and change every single day died. You know what that blow that is for Klai Yisrael? Every day, 700 Levias. 700 Levias of G'dayle Ay-lam. These weren't Stam people. These are B'kiva and Tanoim. And they all died in 33 days. That's the availus. What would you feel like on Lag Boimer after they finished dying on day number 33. And that's why we have 33 days of avelus because they stay, either they only die for 33 days, or they stop dying Loblaer, whatever the reasons are. But what are we celebrating? We're celebrating Lodblaer. OK, today we woke up and we opened whatever, the day we paper, nobody died today. Wow, Bonfire, music, scre- yeah, the youngest, young, the 24,000 people just died in the last month. Okay, you stop avelus, but you celebrate? So the mafarshim say that on last Vahimei, Rabbi Kiva picked himself up. Rebbe Kiva, the Rebbe, of these 24,000 Talmidim, the Rosh Hashiva, who we think should be so depressed that he couldn't get out of bed. He just had to be masvid every day 700 times his Talmidim. He gets up, until he went to Rabbi Senu Shebedarim, and he taught five new Talmidim. Five Talmidim. Replaced his yeshiva of 24,000. But his nejesh had 24,000 seats, was empty. Five times he goes and he gets them and he teaches them. And they are our mesaira, entire shavapah adayayimaza. The entire mishnaiyas, prices, all the. All the Torah Shabalpeh written by the Tanayim were all Talmudim Rebekah Kiva. Kiva. Those five Talmudim is why we have Torah today. We have nothing from the other 24,000. How did Rebekah Kiva do it? How did he do it? Rebekah Kiva taught us, never give up. You can never give up. There is no matzah that a person can say to themselves, I'm done. You can't be miyayish, not if you're a Tomei, not if you're Vidarach Rechaika, not if you just lost your entire life's work. Can you imagine Rebbe Kiva? Rebbe Kiva, again, at 40 he started learning olive base. It's not like he was born into this Rosh family. Who was he? And he finally built up his Yeshiva, and then the Rabbi Sholeim strikes down 24,000 Talmidim? He could have said to himself, I guess I'm not mere Hashiva material. Back to the field. Back out of nowhere. And my wife go work. No. He kept on going, Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva is the one who tells us, his Tabidim told us, and Azai was the Talmud, and was the Talmud. of banalatavavid. Rabbi Kiva is the one who was able to tell us that. Rabbi Kiva, that's why he's able to tell us that. Because he's the one who can really say, A person who has a glorious life their whole life and tells you, Koma You say, thank you very much. When you're in my position, you'll, maybe you'll talk. Rabbi Kiva could tell that to us. Rabbi Kiva is the Tanah that every place where he went with the other Tana'im, there's always a story, he saw a shul, they saw a fox coming out of the Malkav They cried... How could it be? This is the place, the Akadosh in the Qayyadah, goes once a year, and now there's a fax running around, wild animals in there, and Rabbi Kiva smiling. What do you mean? If I see the Kiyam of the Nebuah, that there's a Korban, there's going to be a Binyan, there's going to be a Binyan. Rebbe Kiva always saw the good. Rebbe Kiva always had his head up in the air, and he realized that there's never a situation where a person could say, I give up. Because there's always a Pesach Shaini, and there's always a Velikim Yavakesh I just have to put everything in the proper perspective. No matter what situation I am, how hopeless it seems, it's no more hopeless than it was for Rebbe Kiva. And he kept on going. And, prob- and on this day on Lag Baimer is when he started learning with those five Talmudim. Lag Ba'imer is the beginning wasn't the end of his Tamidim dying. It was the beginning of the new Tchufa. But it shows us how a person can never be the Aish. A person always has to keep himself going and realize there's a Rabbanu Shalom in this world. I don't know why he's doing it. It's not really my business why he's doing what he's doing. But there's always a rabbi Sholeilam. And there's always something good to see or to find in every situation. And that was Rebbe Kiva's Kayach. He didn't look at the surface. He saw Chorban. He didn't see Chorban. He saw Binyan. Another time he was walking with the Tanoim, Chazal tell us. And they, uh, and they saw the Goyim and the armies of the Goyim. And how successful they were they started crying. And he said, Rabbi Kiva looked at him and said, If this is the Schar for people who are against the rabbi Shalai Lam, Kav you think, what's the scar going to be for Tamidah HaKhamim? That was his Kayach. He never looked at the surface. He always looked beyond. And the truth is, that's really what made him learn. What was the beginning of the story of Rebbe Kiva? He saw that little drop of water on the stone, and he said, how did it bore a hole through that stone? Water's soft and it goes through a stone? The answer is, constant tripping. If water could go through the hard stone, Tyra could get through my heart. My heart is soft. How many people walked past that water in the years before that? And they all saw the same thing. But it didn't change anyone. They just took pictures and said, wow, it's unbelievable. Let's pose around it. the Kiva saw it and he looked he didn't see the surface. He was always looking deeper. What could I learn from it? What could I see from it? Things look hopeless. I see hope. How do you see hope? Because I see hope. Because I have my rosy glasses on As some people say that everyone, some people just see things as rosy. They're not realists. They're just, you know, in, I don't know, fantasy land. That may be true. But the Kiva wasn't like that. But the Kiva realized whatever he saw there's a tachlis there for him to see it. Whatever he saw, what am I going to learn from it? Whatever he saw, how could I see the good in it? I may never really understand what the Rabbi Nishalom wants, but there's something... Of hope that I could see in every situation. In every situation, come David and that's why Lag that blame is also in the month of year because the month of year tells us that even if someone is a an Nirdaf, and even if someone's a tamid, and even if someone is v'adarch rechayka, and it looks as if it's hopeless, the opposite is true. At that moment that it becomes hopeless, is the opportunity for a person to grow, connect and activate a shefa of bracha for themselves. That's the lessons of the month of year. If we take this to heart, start thing, seeing things a little differently, start connecting to the Rabbi Nishalam through tefillah, then we'll have learned these lessons of these and of this month. And hopefully my bracha to you is that you should be Zaycha to activate the shefa of bracha from the Rabbi Yisholam, Shiamale Hashem, Kalmisha is Ribcha Mataiva, you should connect with him and he will reciprocate and give you call miri the makeup, all the things that you want and all the things that you need.